And you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM here at UNE, where we're joined by Adam Harris, who's going to talk a little bit about what he does here at the university. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. So what do you teach here at UNE? So I teach uh, MTHS 120. That's the first course in calculus and linear algebra to first year. I also teach some third year subjects and some postgrad ones as well. Wonderful. I can't say it was my strength, but um, I'm sure there's some students out there who will be very keen to meet you in the coming week or so. Um, What's something that everybody thinks about your area of expertise that's just plain wrong? Uh, Well, I guess one common thing is uh, the belief that what you learn in maths at uni is something that you probably will never use in your working life, whatever you may do in your career. And uh, I think that may be true of the specific things you learn. There's a, there's a reasonable chance you'll never <laughs> learn how to differentiate or ne- you'll never actually have to use the fact that the derivative of sine is cosine, but then there's a chance you may at some point in your working life. But more importantly, um, I think that learning the, to think logically and mathematically is something that distinguishes an interesting career later on from a boring one in many areas, not all, but in, in many. And uh, I think this is the sort of hidden benefit that people get from doing maths courses at uni. There you go. So it's the it's the overall learning how to think mathematically that you need to be looking at. And logically. And logically, yes. Yeah. What's the best thing about your job? Uh, the best thing is having the freedom to think about things that really interesting interest me and um, having time to do that. And also to talk to people, young people and older people, and have some influence on the choices they make and the things that they are going to be interested in throughout their lives. Having that sort of influence and impact is great. I'm sure it is. It's wonderful. What about the worst thing about your job? Uh, I think one of the worst things is having to be accountable for certain things that um, are largely out of my control. Mm. I don't think anybody likes that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's one thing that your students in your units can do to make sure they get a better grade? I just think that staying engaged with units is extremely important. keeping in contact both with your classmates and with your unit coordinator and the people teaching the unit is something that uh, is very easy to let slide. And uh, it doesn't, if you're having difficulties, that's all the more reason to come and talk to people. Uh, But also to keep looking at what's online, looking at the Moodle page, for instance, just seeing what the posts are, reading what's going on, what people are talking about. It's just like social media in that regard. So the more you read about what's going on and the more you read of the information that's provided, the more likely you are to stay engaged. And that's that's just so important for how people's results pan out at the end. And I dare say it'd probably be a common theme from the lecturers we're going to hear from this week to stay engaged and to keep reading the material and engaging with the Moodle forums and everything. Um, Let's learn a little bit more about you. What was your PhD in? Well, my PhD was in an area of pure mathematics called complex analytic geometry. Um, It was focusing on things called singularities in geometrical space. I guess the closest thing that you might encounter in 
the real world to a space-time singularity as a black hole. So uh, I was, as a mathematician, I was interested in the geometrical properties of those sorts of phenomena rather than the, the, the physics of them. But uh, seeing how those uh, structures can change under the influence of parameters like time, how they can evolve as a dynamical process is, is something that I wrote my PhD thesis on. And I just found that beautiful and fascinating. Sounds very beautiful and fascinating. I'm getting flashbacks to the movie The Theory of Everything now, um, Stephen Hawking biopic. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, when, you, when you sort of get higher and higher in this, this game of, of learning and, and sort of acquiring knowledge and credentials and all the rest of it, you tend to become more and more focused. So the, the, the really big questions about the, the why and the wherefore of everything tend to get pushed further and further into the background. <laughs> Because there's so little you can say with certainty about those. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what would be your dream research location? I don't know that there'd be any one dream location. I think a, a quality that dream locations for research have to have is that they have to allow you a lot of peace and quiet and freedom from interruption and inter- <laughs> that sort of hassle. Yep. Um, but. On the other hand, you do need to have the opportunity to talk to other people from time to time, to talk to stimulating people in your area. And so that's a, that's a fairly tough requirement for a dream research institute is to have peace and quiet on the one hand, but access to smart, connected people. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a hard window to try and fit into, yeah. What are, you, what are you passionate about at the moment, either in your work or outside of it? Well, outside my work, I, as a sort of general issue, I'm passionate about um, preserving the distinction in life between um, knowledge and information, uh, particularly as it relates to science and the humanities, because I think that um, information is all around us now. We live in the information world, mm-hmm. but knowledge is something quite different. I think it's something that we own as individuals, and I think knowledge that's worth having is usually not easy to acquire. And so that increases our sense of ownership. And uh, I think there's a tendency to downplay knowledge in modern uh, digital society because we have so much access to information. But information isn't something that we own and it's something we don't feel any great sense of responsibility for. I think knowledge, on the other hand, is something that feeds and develops our sense of social responsibility because we own it and because we accept certain things as true, whether they're convenient or not as Mm. as facts. So that's something I feel passionate about when people are willing to listen to me. A very important topic as well um, throughout a lot of areas. Um, What do you wish that you knew when you were starting out at university that you would tell your your soon-to-be students now? I think education, of course, is a lifelong process and um, a lot of the things that you learn along the way are important because you learn them along the way. You learn them as part of the process, so they're they're things that are not as valuable if you're just handed them at the beginning. Hmm. Be that as it may, um, I do wish sometimes that I knew myself a bit better when I was younger. Uh, Life experience is useful often in the sense that it helps you to make better choices 
and to manage things better like time. Uh, time management was something I've never been naturally good at. I'm a bit of a dreamer and I think a lot of young people dream and that's a good thing. But self-knowledge is, is something that helps us to manage all of these things in a, in a way that uh, leads to better choices. And I think that's something I perhaps wish I had a bit more of when I was young. <laughs> that's, I think that's a, a very good thing to wish for. I think I, I might be in the same boat there. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Adam. It's uh, been a pleasure to get to know you, and I'm sure you have a lot of students looking forward to getting to know you as well. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Plenty more coming up throughout Orientation Week. We'll go back to the music with Make It by Lovesick. <laughs> 